1: And you're here. Thanks for choosing the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal
2: Podcast Network. Your quest for podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained ends here. We invite you to enjoy all our shows we have on this network. And right now, let's start with Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren.
0: Strange Things with Joshua B. Warren.
2: I am Joshua B. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more on this edition of the show, The Genesis experiment. Whether or not you believe in the words of the Bible, there is a simple experiment that we can all do together based upon it. This is something I invented and I'm going to explain it to you right now. Of course, the first book of the Bible is called Genesis and it starts by describing the The very first day, here is the first line of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It goes on to say, now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And there was evening. And there was morning. The first day. From there... He continues creating things until we get to the third day when he apparently creates life. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation. Plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. So, it appears that plants were created before animals, according to the book of Genesis. And we, of course... Consider plants life. So you could say life was created the third day with plants. It wasn't until the fifth day that it says he created animals. And God said, let the water teem with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea So animals, well, they start with things in the sea and things flying in the sky, so to speak. Of course, it wasn't until the sixth day when he produced perhaps his most infamous creation. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image, in the image of God, he created them. Now we're going to pause because A lot of people, they stop right there and go, wait a minute, what does it mean when God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness? And of course, people who try to go back and view the concept of ancient aliens coming here, they often say there were multiple gods and this was a group effort. That, you know, maybe God, the word God is a simplification. It's the name of an organization of a group of beings. And they try to analyze it that way. And that's why we have all these different examples of the Nephilim and whatnot. And that is a very worthy and interesting topic. But that's not what we are going to get into in this edition of the show. Because I have for you the bigger question. Uh, it is perhaps the biggest question of all. If you believe this at all, one single word, one single iota of this, then the ultimate question is, who created God? Right? If God created all this, who created God? Where did God come from? Now that... That's almost like looking down an infinite tunnel, right? We can't comprehend a possible answer to that. What is this thing called God? Well, if we are to to look at what it says here, whatever it is, whatever this thing called God, it was able to create life out of its own energy to somehow directly will these things, to will life directly into existence. It's not like looking at these Greek gods where, you know, you have the husband and the wife and they have an offspring, et cetera. No, this is God saying, let there be this. Now that seems impossible to you and me. And yet, and yet it says that you and I were made just like him, just like them in his image, in their image. And so does that mean That if you and I actually try, okay, if we actually work together and we have a plan, might we be able, and I'm talking again about you and me here, okay, us, everybody listening to this show, might we be able to will something, to will life into existence the same way he willed life into existence, even if it's just on a microscopic scale, Now, before I continue, you may immediately be thinking I'm referring to something like tulpas here, and I'm not, I'm not really, but before I continue, let me just address that for a moment, because it's a reasonable thing for you to be thinking about. You know, I won't get into the whole tulpa thing. I talk about it a lot, but theoretically, a tulpa is a human thought form that can be so focused that it takes on its own independent existence. So examples of this would be things that appear to be ghosts or UFOs or monsters or even fictional characters like Santa Claus or Freddy Krueger. A tulpa can apparently be created by one person, like an author or an artist, focusing very intensely on an image over time or a group of people sort of focusing intensely over a shorter period of time. You get, you know, more mind power per second, so to speak. But I guarantee you that the audience of this show could work together and create a brand new tulpa that the entire world would recognize within one year. And you know what? We may do something like that, but that is not what I'm talking about right now. in this edition of the show in this edition, I'm talking about something much more literal much more tangible, something much more scientifically provable and definable, something that could honestly change the world in a very practical, meaningful way. It's an experiment I've devised for all of us, and it's called the Genesis Experiment. Now, here's how this works. It seemed very simple to me. When I first thought of this back in 2006, I had a friend who was working at a medical supply company, and so he obtained a couple of small, hermetically sealed bottles of 100% sterile water. This is the kind of water that would be used to dress a wound out in the field, in a place that might be contaminated. Let's let's say like you're in a war zone, you're in the jungle or something like that. That's what we're talking about. He, he I said, give me two of these bottles. We're going to do an experiment. We're going to see if we can make something happen inside one of these bottles that's very, very special. When we come back from this break, I will explain to you the experiment that I did in 2006, and what happened, and how we are now going to redo this experiment. You are going to help me do this, but this time, we're going to do it bigger and better, and boy, we might just create something that not just the whole world talks about, but that literally changes the entire world. I want to remind you, if you want to personally participate in some of the experiments that I do, and maybe you even want to be rewarded with some pretty cool stuff, you have to sign up for my free e-newsletter. There are things I don't talk about on this podcast you'll only learn about through my free e-newsletter. Go to joshuapwarren.com. It takes you two seconds to put your email address in there on the homepage. Add it to your contacts joshuapwarren.com you'll instantly receive a free good luck charm and some other free gifts, some things that will get you started on that path to changing your life. There's no period after the P at joshuapwarren.com I am Joshua P. Warren and you're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network and I will be
1: Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
2: Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Wizard of Weird. Beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. And in 2006, I took one of those medically sealed bottles of water that I got from my buddy who worked at the medical supply company and I put it on a shelf in our lemur laboratory. Lemur is the research organization that I founded and we were very active at that time. I put it on a shelf in the laboratory and, uh, and marked it. And then I took a second one and I put it in a hidden sort of control location. And I took down the GPS coordinates of the one in our lab, the one we were going to consider our our active subject of this experiment. And I went on to my radio program at the time called Speaking of Strange. And then I went on to Coast to Coast AM. And I said, hey, everybody, here's the concept. Why don't we all focus on trying to create life to make life just microscopic life of some kind spontaneously appear inside of this sealed water sample. And all we do is we just all work together and we focus on that one sample of water and we just imagine some little things swimming around in there, some version of life, and, and we're we're gonna do this up until a certain date, and then I'm gonna take these two bottles of water to a lab and have them tested and see if there's anything different about the one that we all focused on and the control that we ignored. Is it possible that we could work together to create one powerful mind similar to the mind of God and we could will a tiny little fraction of life into existence inside this water. It sounds like a reasonable plan, doesn't it? So that's what I did. We did it for about a month. And then sure enough, I took the samples to a lab and they were tested and they told me that they were the same. They were both sterile. There was nothing inside the sample, the subject sample. Okay. So, all right. The result was we got no, no result, but that has stuck in my mind all these years because I realized that, you know what? Back when I did that in 2006, the world was a very different place because I was talking about this on live radio. So I would go on my show, which was a live radio show and talk about this. And then I would go on coast to coast AM. I only went on coast to coast AM one time and talked about this. And I don't even know how well I was able to explain it because it's kind of, you know, you really need some time to explain this. And in those days, if you missed the live broadcast, you probably were not going to hear the show. And now so many more people uh, hear shows like this because you don't have to just be awake at a a certain time of night and happen to catch that part of the show and grasp it, (laughs) this bizarro concept. Now you can listen anytime you want to to a podcast like this. Take your time. So it's like when people say how many people listen to your podcast, well, it's like, what do you mean per day or per week or per month? I mean, like it just gets bigger and bigger. You put out a podcast and more and more people listen to it every single day. And furthermore, now everybody has so much more easy access to go to the internet and see a picture of this thing and, um, and to, and just, just to easily focus on connecting your mind through space-time to that specimen to make something happen. So, I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. I have two hermetically sealed medical, you know, sterile bottles of water. Each one of them, uh, I'm holding one in my hand right now. Each one of these are 100 milliliters. So, that means 3.3 ounces. So, we're talking about a little more than two shot glasses worth of water. This is pure water. And the one I'm holding in my hand right now, it says, uh, USP sterile water. And, uh, this is made just for again, medical purposes. This expires on November 20th of 2021. The one I'm holding in my hand right now is marked with an X. I took a magic marker and I put an X on it. This is the subject of our experiment. Uh, I put this on a shelf at an undisclosed location. I don't want to tell you exactly where it's going to be. I don't think it matters, but I, I put, I put this on a shelf in, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. That's, that's all all I'm going to tell you. And I've taken a picture of it. And as soon as this recording's over, it's going right back on that shelf. And I want you to go and just look at this thing. Go to thegenesisforce.com to make this easy for the experiment. I've set this up for you to go to thegenesisforce.com. Genesis is spelled just like it is in the Bible. G E N E S I S. Thegenesisforce.com. And you're just going to see a picture of this little bottle of water sitting there at an undisclosed location in Vegas. And I want you to meditate and I want you to imagine life appearing of anything, any kind of microscopic life or activity appearing inside this bottle of water. Now the control that I have as all controls should be is identical. And it's, it's, it's it's not in the same location. It's in another play, another place. It's a whole different ball game, but it, the atmosphere that it's stored in is the same, same condition. So don't even worry about that. Forget about the fact there's even a control. Just focus on this one bottle of water. And I want you to do it anytime it crosses your mind, anytime you feel like it, up until June 1st of 2021. So if these podcasts come out the way I think they're going to, that'll give you a little over a month to participate. After June 1st, I'm going to take these samples, have them tested, and then as soon as I get a result, I'll, I'll let you know what happened. So go to, again, thegenesisforce.com. Just look at the picture. Pretend that you are God, okay? You are it, created in the image of God. You are a creator. And just like God said, let there be light. You say, let there be life inside this sample. And if we can do that, if we can create spontaneous life by all focusing together, and I have so many more people who listen to me now who understand experiments and they want to participate. If we could do this, then we're going to keep doing it. And we're going to see just how big and how elaborate and how amazing that can be. And this is why I am telling you about the new and improved Genesis experiment. I think it's extremely exciting. And you know, because we have such great power, a lot of people say that angels are actually jealous of us. Have you ever heard heard that, that angels are jealous? But the thing is, if you only come to God when things are going bad and you're begging for help, like some kid on Santa's knee, God says, oh, I don't know you. Where have you been all this time when you didn't need anything? Uh, I don't know you. Well, guess what, folks? This is an opportunity for us to to do something, to try to use our creative God-given power and try to use it to establish something that we can do to create good things in the world. You know, you don't often hear much about genetics and science being applied to the concepts within ancient religious texts. But this is a way for us to get some kind of a possible handle on this. I've always felt there is no reason for a conflict between creation and evolution. It just seems like that evolution is probably part of how that the creator creates things through the mechanisms of evolution. But there has to be a point where it begins, that Genesis point. And that's what we are experimenting with here. When it comes to the power of genetics and the forces of life, and how how life congeals and you know, into something physical, there's so much we don't understand. You know, recently, Lauren and I uh, just like days ago, we went to see the eye doctor together to get our glasses, our eyeglass prescriptions updated. I've been wearing eyeglasses since I was in high school and I believe Lauren since she was in middle school. So we went to the eye doctor together. Very nice lady. And uh, so she was telling us a lot uh, about the science of, uh, of optics and, and all that. She really enjoys her job, but she pointed out something I thought was especially insightful. She said that now this is an eye doctor. Okay. She said she's 46 years old and she never started wearing glasses herself until eight months ago. But she mentioned that she has an identical twin sister and her identical twin sister is a lawyer and she lives in another state and the two have not seen each other in over 20 years, but they keep in touch. And even though they live completely different lifestyles, Eight months ago, her identical twin sister also got glasses for the first time, first time there. First time, first kind. Same prescription. Uh, now, it, it, think about that. Uh, <laughs> we all live different lifestyles. You know, maybe some people stare at a computer more. Maybe some people squint more into the distance. But there's something powerful about life and genes. When we come back from this break, I want to tell you something that I think might also blow your mind a little bit about the power of thoughts. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I'll be right back after this.
3: hermit.
2: Welcome back to Strange on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. You know, 10 seconds doesn't seem like a long time until you really start trying to hold your breath. Now, I'm telling you that because thoughts are physical things. You know, we're always talking about sending thoughts out into the universe to accrue them and magnify them and have them come back to us with power, manifestation, sympathetic resonance. Thoughts are physical things. They can create physical reactions and physical things do amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. I'll give you an example. Okay. Just take 10 seconds I want you to hold your breath as I count ten seconds. Are you ready? Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's ten seconds. A listener named Eric He sent me a message he said. Do you know that on February 23rd of 2008 at a competition in Tucson, Arizona, a woman from Seattle, Washington threw a boomerang that was aloft for three minutes and 49 seconds until it circled back around and she caught it? Now, that's true. I looked that up. She's got the record right now. <laughs> her name is hard to pronounce. Betsy Lou Miel Geeks. It looks like her. Geek. Gia, I'm not sure. It's, very, it's a hyphenated name. Yeah. February 23rd, 2008. Threw a boomerang, and that thing just sailed out there in space for three minutes and 49 seconds. Circle back around, and she caught it. I read another story about a guy who... Because they call, they call this maximum time aloft. You know, th- these people get together and have boomerang competitions. There was this one guy who threw a boomerang. And it just disappeared into the distance and he forgot about it. And then like a few minutes later, boom, it comes back, hits him in the head. You know, it hurt him. Uh, <laughs> physical things, phys- certain physical shapes in particular do very weird uh, they have weird behaviors, and if you consider thoughts are are physical things, when you when you shape your thoughts a certain way, you might be surprised by the reactions that you create. This, were, this reminds me of a very weird story that I bring up once in a while. Um, back f- in the, like the early two thousands, I, I was talking about my old show called uh, "Speaking of Strange" that I did for many years, and uh, I created a competition in Western North Carolina called the speaking of strange UFO experience. And so for like five years, we would get out, get together out in a field in Barnardsville, North Carolina, and all of these hobbyists would come together and create basically model UFOs. And they had to fly and they had to be safe. And so people would send all these different types of UFOs up and we would see who made the best one. And we'd videotape them and take pictures. And it was a lot of fun. And it also helped us with analysis. And, that was when I really kind of fell in love with Chinese lanterns. You don't really see them that much anymore, but um, you know, a Chinese lantern is basically like a paper bag and it has a little, a little wick that hangs from the bottom and you light it up and it's, it's beautiful and it just floats off into the heavens. And so I was experimenting with Chinese lanterns one time at my house. And this is at the top of a hill in Western North Carolina. And I had a bunch of friends over who all witnessed this and I, um, I, I I, lit up a Chinese lantern, and that thing, it just took right off, and I saw it just, it glided up over the mountains and just disappeared off into the Blue Ridge Mountains. And then, like, two or three minutes later, it reappeared. And then it started getting closer and closer and closer, and I kid you not, that Chinese lantern it came right back to my yard and landed. It, it, I, it came right down to me, and I just reached up and plucked it out of the sky before it ever hit the ground. I swear to you, that's that's a true story. I had that thing hanging up in my museum. Now that in and of itself is is wild, but the, the wildest thing is right after that happened. I mean, within like a minute, this big black helicopter flew over my house really low and just rumbled everything. And that never happened. And and we were kind of in the middle of a UFO flap at that time. And I wondered if I had triggered, you know, some kind of a UFO alarm somewhere, but it's funny how, you know, objects could do amazing things. Sometimes an object that seems almost insignificant also just sort of follows you throughout your life. I noticed the other day that I have this letter opener from kinko's and i swear to you i mean i just i just i was opening a letter and i thought i've had this letter opener for it has to be over 25 years now i don't know i've moved many many times since i got this thing it was probably a freebie i moved all over north carolina i moved to the caribbean lived in puerto rico moved across north america now i live here in las vegas and yet this Little thing has just followed me. (laughs) Something I never thought about has just kept popping up in my life. And there it is every day for over 25 years. I think probably my favorite story along these lines, though, I have to tell you dealing with objects and, and thoughts and how all that interrelates has to do with my investigation of the pink lady at the Grove Park Inn resort and spa in Asheville, North Carolina. The pink lady is their famous ghost. She was found lying dead back in the 19 teens or 20s below this indoor balcony in what they call the palm court. And nobody knows if it was a suicide or, or she was pushed, if it was an accident. But anyway, she haunts the place, this beautiful woman in a long flowing pink gown. And my, my friend Mark Ellis Bennett, who is actually in my book, Haunted Asheville, and took the photographs for it. Um, he was a restoration artist at the hotel for, Oh, at least, you know, a few years. And he, his job was to go through that area where she died called the Palm court, which was the old main section of the inn, and, uh, and restore the painting on the interior. And, I mean, like, and he was working by himself doing every, all the stenciling by hand. I mean, it was amazing that, that it was done this way. So, one day he walked into a little storage room and there was a tray full of about 10 rusty old keys. And Mark said to his supervisor, are these old grow park Inn room keys? And the guy said, yeah, they sure are. And Mark said, well, may I please keep one as a souvenir uh, since I'm doing all this work here, restoring this. And the guy said, Oh no, 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 no. There were probably, I'm going to say something like, you know, maybe two, two or three hundred if that many of those rooms and mark said this tray had probably oh like you know less than a dozen of these keys and that guy said those are the only original grove park in room keys known to exist and uh so mark was not able to take one of those keys But as it turns out, Mark is one of these people who has a lot of synchronicity in his life. And like uh, less than a week later, he went to a flea market and there's this old guy sitting there selling keys, 10 cents a piece. And he has a whole bucket. And Mark goes, are these grow park Inn room keys? And the guy says, yeah. (laughs) So Mark buys this giant bat, vat of these room keys. And, and again, we're talking, you know, there were hundreds of rooms. I forget how many there, there were, but he got a big batch of them. He kept one for himself, which is all he'd ever wanted. And the rest of them are hanging now like monuments over top of the, the, the Palm Court there when you walk in. But the haunted room, the room where, where everybody says the pink lady stayed was room 545. And that, that room key was never found. So, I always thought, boy, that would be a cool one to have. Well, wouldn't you know it, one day on my birthday, my sister, she takes out the video recorder and she says, open that box. And I open the box and guess what? My sister, of all the people in the world, had had the same experience. She went to a flea market and she looks over and there is a room key and it says 545 and she buys it and she takes it to the Grove Park Inn and, and guess what? I own the 545 room key and I was the only person, actually I was the first person to put all the stories together and to write that room 545 was the pink lady room and, and publish that in haunted Asheville. And what are the chances that my sister would find that room key? It's amazing. It's amazing. I, I, I could go on and on with these kinds of stories, but it shows you how objects, they do have a special connection to thought. You see how all this stuff kind of ties together. Well, we got to take another break here in a minute. When we come back, I want to dig into some emails I've gotten. One of them is an email about a special type of ghostly phenomenon that has been showing up a lot on people's sort of trail cams and game cams and security cams. You know, people are buying these little cameras now that they put outside their house or on their piece of property, and they shoot infrared they're very common, and people are getting a lot of weird things. But there's one thing in particular that people keep picking up. Um, a guy named Jack, who is a filmmaker that I knew uh, very well many years ago. I haven't talked to him in, gosh, I don't know, forever. He contacted me, and he says, Josh, look what I got on my, my trail cam, and I don't know how to explain this. So I said, well, let me give you some thoughts on this, because a lot of people are getting this phenomenon right now. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.
1: And I'll be back right after these messages.
0: so grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back, and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic Podcasts. As you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day.
2: Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and people keep sending me footage from trail cams, game cams, security cams, nighttime, infrared, and it shows what looks like a swarm of of little lights, little specks of light sort of swooping toward the camera lens, a swarm of them. And people always say like, man, this, it was so cold. It was freezing. I know there were no insects out and they say, uh, there is no weather pattern here. It happens, you know, even when it's totally dry and still, and you know. They, and so they ask me, "What is this?" And so Jack is just the latest one. I got his in today, and I'm looking at it right now. Um, and there's no need for me to post his footage. I didn't ask for permission because I described it pretty well. He says this is a, a nightly occurrence. Uh, He says, it's been happening for three months now. I've dismissed flying insects since I've recorded them at 28 degrees. So here's what I wrote back to him. And maybe this will help all of you out there who might be capturing something similar to this. I said, after we rule out bugs due to temperature and weather or dust particles, theories become pretty strange. Some believe this is an effect created by the camera itself. Please look into your camera lens in the dark and see if you can see the LEDs inside the lens flickering at all. If so, that might contribute to the effect. Others say this is fallout from pollution or weather manipulation experiments, like, you know, particles that are dropping, particulates dropping in the air. If you happen to live near a big factory, Or a treatment plant of some kind, these will often release pollutants at night that show up on infrared cameras. But if none of those explain it, well, we're talking about something paranormal here. Perhaps you can help us solve the mystery. Please purchase two more trail cams. One should be exactly like yours. The other should be a different brand and type altogether. Please have the three mounted side by side and see if they all catch the same thing, or if not, which camera is catching which kind of thing. So that's good advice for those of you who really want to help us get to the bottom of this mystery. You know, we're dealing with the form of orbs here, really. And uh, as I have explained in the past, there are many different things that can create this effect. And right now, I'm just not certain. Uh, what's creating this particular type of effect. Of, it's almost like you're traveling through outer space a little bit where these things appear. and They don't look that, you know, well-formed and symmetrical, but you just have a bunch of these little specks of light that are sort of sweeping and sometimes sweeping by the camera and you don't see wing beats or anything like that. So it is pretty interesting. Uh Okay, next I want to read to you... Uh, a message I got from Daniel, and I'll edit this some because there's some personal stuff, but um, he works for the National Guard, and he says, just want to send you a quick note with witness to your work. Um, he says he has seven children. So he says, the overriding theme of my life has been children and debt. <laughs> he said, I've been using your wishing machine and have doubled my annual salary Thanks to that. But I was never able to pay off the credit cards and I was under such a debt load. I never gave up, but I did get to the edge where I can see how people can give up. It stunted my spiritual and emotional journey because I felt like I had to constantly think about owing money and figuring out a way to pay everything off. Enter the Bad Buster. Okay, now let me pause. He's talking about the product you'll find on my Webpage page there in my curiosity shop, Joshua P. Warren.com. It's called the psionic dematerializer, a.k.a. The bad buster. He says, even though I felt like I should save money and not purchase what others would doubtly call magic beans. Still, I have confidence in the things you make. So the tool was purchased. I put a slip of paper in it that said my personal debt. Josh, no one has ever given us a penny, no inheritance, but through a lot of work and a series of events that Hollywood could not write, my debt has been paid off almost to the penny in six months. This has given me the ability to breathe and honestly live the life that we should have and share more with my children. And then he goes on to say, I'm going to take your paranormal course and actively share all the things with others that you're doing, et cetera, et cetera. He says, thank you again. I will forever appreciate everything you do. Take care. And that's from Daniel. What a wonderful message. Thank you, Daniel, and congratulations. And you know what? The amazing thing is I get a lot of emails just like Daniel's every single day. And if people ask why I keep experimenting with stuff and telling you about it, well, there you go. That's why. Uh, listen to this wonderful message. I just have to read this. This comes from a listener, Walter. He says, Josh, I just want to say if anyone can and will make groundbreaking discoveries to help the disadvantage in this world, it has to be Joshua P. Warren. You are the only person who tries to make this planet a better place. This world needs more Joshua P. Warren's in their life. I'm very thankful. You're a part of mine. Thank you so much, Walter. Well, you know, Walter, oh, shucks, I I wouldn't say I'm the only person, but I will definitely humbly take your compliments, and thank you very much, I love you for that, that's just wonderful, again, you know, this is, this is why I I, I do these things, um, and then also I'll share this with you. This comes from, uh, speaking of experiments and, you know, people capturing interesting things. This comes from Jason in Colorado. Now, Jason, he recently got some of the paratemporal night vision goggles that you'll find. My, there's a link there at my curiosity shop. And he has been getting phenomenal footage every single night. Uh, and he, he's even opened up a YouTube channel with his footage at some point. I'll put a link to his channel up there, but he, he said that one of the things that he's been doing is, um, you know, he's for one thing, he has a lot of luck playing some of the tones that he's heard on this show. Uh, there was a time when I played like a crop circle, uh, sound, and I can't even remember all the sounds I played, but he also went on YouTube and he found the sounds made by the planets you know nasa has captured some of that stuff and so you can go out there and get that stuff and how you can either play it on a radio or he likes to actually use walkie-talkies and so he'll play it first on like his computer or something and then he'll put a walkie-talkie in front of it and and broadcast that through a walkie-talkie and when he does that, he's getting more more results and more success and more of these things showing up. And some of them are not just little dots way up in the sky. Some of these things are big gold balls that are moving so slowly at such a low elevation. You know, Mobius, he's the expert analyst, and he looks at all this stuff, and he says... I don't know how to explain some of the stuff that Jason's getting. So if if you're one of these people and, you know, you get some night vision and you're out there and you're making recordings and you really want to experiment with a lot of different options, you might want to consider uh, playing some tones just like Jason's doing and seeing if uh, if you come up with anything interesting. So uh, let's see. What do I have time for? Uh I'm getting so low on time. I think I'm going to have to save this next email for the next program. So let me just reiterate here before we wrap up the show. Right now is when I want you to go to the genesisforce.com, the genesisforce.com and look and you can do it on any device that'll access the internet. Genesis is G-E-N-E-S-I-S, the Genesisforce.com. You will see a picture right there of this bottle of sterile water somewhere in Las Vegas. Again, this bottle is only a hundred milliliters or three point three ounces. And I want you to just do whatever you do to get into a meditative state. Think about the fact that you were created in the image of God and you are a creator. And just imagine yourself creating some kind of life or something like life in this bottle of water. And do it as often as you can until June 1st. Tell everybody else to do it. This is just a big experiment. And hey, if we get nothing, fine. But if we do get something, it's going to be huge. So now here it is to help you get in the mood. The good fortune tone.